morning and welcome to Faith in the Morning. Something good is going to happen to you today, so expect miracles. Remember how much God loves you. Now tell us in the scripture to cast every care, every worry, every anxiety upon him because he cares for us. I like to say this way. We have a caretaker and he always takes care of us in a grand style. And that's what Jesus wants to do in your life today. So whatever you're stressing about, whether it's bothering you, whatever it's trying to cause you to be anxious, cast that care on him. You know, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, take no thought. That phrase, take no thought, really means don't be anxious. So he's like, don't be anxious. Don't you know that I know you have a need of it? Seek first, follow me, and I'll make sure all these things that you need and desire will be added to you. So make sure you take some time today, even when we're praying just a few moments. Whatever's bothering you, whatever worry, whatever care, whatever anxiety, whatever's pressing your mind, give it to Jesus. Ask him to help you with it and know that he loves you and he'll never leave you and never forsake you. He is your caretaker. He always takes you, takes care of you in grand style. So welcome to Faith in the Morning. They exist to help you start today with faith and encouragement. And that's exactly what we do today. So let's pray. Father, we thank you because you are good and your mercy endures forever. We thank you for waking us up this morning. We thank you that your mercies are new to us every morning. Great is your faithfulness towards us. It's because of your mercy, because of your faithfulness, we are not consumed. We thank you that you daily load us, load us up with benefits. And those benefits are listed so wonderfully in Psalms 103. You forgive all of our iniquities. You heal all of our diseases. You redeem our life from destruction. You crown our life with loving kindness and tender mercies. You satisfy our mouth with good. You cause our youth to renew like the eagles. We thank you that you protect us. We thank you that Psalms 91 protection is our reality. We thank you that you assign angels that camp about us to protect us. We thank you that you deliver us from wicked and reasonable men. So we ask and receive your we ask for and receive your protection. Even in these days, we thank you that you are a healer. So we ask and receive your healing power working our bodies from the top of our head to the soles of our feet. We thank you that you are a shepherd, therefore we shall not lack. We thank you that you are a provider, so we are provided for. We thank you that you're more than enough. So we have more than enough. So we are gathered in this time to go over your word. Grant us eyes to see, ears to hear, heart to see, know, and understand what you have for us so we can live the life you call us to live, the life of faith. And Father, according to 1 Timothy chapter 2, we pray for those who are authority. We pray for the president and the vice president of their cabinet, the Congress, the Supreme Court, our governors, our mayors, our city council men and women, all of our elected and appointed officials in this nation, every nation watching. We lift them up to you, Father. And we ask that you grant them wisdom and understanding that you lead them and guide them the way they should go. You said in your word that the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. You turn wherever it should go. So, Father, we pray for their hearts to be turned towards righteousness. We pray that they won't be so caught up in the left or the right. But we pray that they'll do what's best for this nation. Above all things, put you first. Surround them with godly counsel, men and women full of faith in the Holy Ghost, who are advising them, thus saith the Lord. Send labors across the path to minister the words in a way they can receive it. Remove from the counsel wicked and unreasonable men who will seek to pervert the right ways of the Lord. We ask that you pour out your spirit upon them, pour out your spirit upon our churches, pour out your spirit upon our nation, so we have the great revival and the great awakening we need. We thank you for it and give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Go with me to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7, I'm going to do verse 24, look at this parable of Jesus again. Therefore, whosoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon the house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that hears these sayings of mine and does them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. 
and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. And so as we've been talking about, the foundation is not just the word, it's not just Jesus, it's coming to him, hearing what he has to say, and doing what he says. That's how you lay a foundation of your life that stands the test of time, that stands the test of any storm, that you can be stable during unstable times as long as your foundation is correct. But not only should you have a foundation that's correct, you know, Paul says in his writings, he says, be careful or take heed or be cautious how you build upon the foundation. So let's go to Proverbs chapter three. Proverbs chapter three. And, you know, as a note, as I said, you know, yesterday I'll share more tonight during a midweek experience along these lines that it's not just you came to Jesus once. You heard him once. You did what he said once. And now you have a strong foundation. This is a continual process. So this is a relationship. This is continually coming to the word of God, reading it and applying it to your everyday life. It's continually coming to God and praying and looking through the word, allowing the word speak to you, allowing God to speak to your heart. This is a continual process to make sure your foundation stays sure so that you can be stable during unstable times. Proverbs 24. Proverbs 24, starting with verse 3. Through wisdom is a house built, and by understanding it is established. And by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. A wise man is strong, yea, a man of knowledge increases in strength. So what is wisdom? A quick, simple definition of wisdom is correctly applied knowledge, accurately applied knowledge. You know, we live in an age of information. There's knowledge everywhere. You got information everywhere. By the time you're done watching this and you scroll just a little bit, there's going to be an information bombarding you. We get more information in minutes than some generations got in lifetime. We all have all this knowledge coming our way, but you need to know how to correctly apply it. So wisdom helps you build the house. Wisdom helps you build upon the foundation that is laid. And with this wisdom, if all this knowledge out there, now, this wisdom comes, we'll share more about it tonight, is important in the building of your house. And as you use wisdom to build, you're still always checking in with Jesus, coming to him, hearing what he has to say, doing what he has to say. And then as you do that, you are building your house through understanding it is established and made stable. We'll talk more about that tonight. And by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. So this puts the onus on us to do some research, to get the understanding, to find out what do our bodies need? What do our emotions need? What does our mind need? What do we need to do for our relationships? What do we need to do for our finances? What do we need to do to make our community better? That means we need to get that knowledge and get that information because some people may have a strong house, but you say, well, my life is not filled with all precious and pleasant riches. There's some good things, but it's not filled. And God wants your life to be filled with all the good things he has to. And that's going to happen through knowledge, wisdom, and understanding and the correct foundation. That's going to happen through knowledge, wisdom, understanding, and the correct foundation. All four things. Knowledge, wisdom, understanding, and the correct foundation. Because some people will fill the life with a whole lot of good things, the things they thought were good, but when the storm comes, they lose everything. But 
one of the things we're seeing from scripture is that we lay the right foundation and we build a lot of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Even when the storm comes, we'll not only just be able to stand strong, but within our life, within our house, with what God's called us to do, what God brought in our lives, the enemy is not able to steal. He said, yes, Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but he can't steal from everybody. You see, one of the things we look at that phrase in John 10 about Satan comes to steal, that phrase lets you know he's a pickpocket. That's what it means. He's a pickpocket. He steals with the art of deception. And so he tries to steal from you without realizing that you're being stolen from. And he doesn't can't steal from everybody, just like he can't devour anybody. No, it says in the scripture, he walks about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Didn't say he is a roaring lion. He likes to show himself as one. And he's looking for whom he may devour. So there are whom he can devour. There are homes he can't devour. Just like we saw some, the storm knocks down some houses and not others. Satan can't take everybody out at his whim. He needs their permission. He needs their agreement through their actions and through their words and through their habits and their lifestyles and their daily decisions. And so when we look at this, remember the story of Martha and Mary, the sisters of Lazarus. They're good friends of Jesus. Jesus came to the house and Jesus was teaching. And, you know, Martha's very hospitable. She has a servant's heart. She's a doer. And she's serving. She's in her ministry serving. But she took her ministry too far. She let her calling get in the way of her relationship. She let her serving get in the way of what Jesus was saying. And she was upset that Mary, yes, Mary did not stop listening to Jesus to come serve too. And so Martha gets so beside herself, so overburdened with worry and care and anxiety. She interrupts Jesus Jesus is preaching, he's teaching, he's teaching wonderful, marvelous truths. Imagine being in the house with Jesus as he's teaching, as he's sharing. This wasn't a confrontational setting. These are friends. These are close people to Jesus. And Jesus is teaching the words his father gave him. And Martha interrupts Jesus and says, Jesus, don't you care about me? Don't you care that my sister's not helping me? Tell her. Look at this, look at this. She interrupted Jesus. Stopped him from preaching and then told him to tell somebody to do something. And Jesus looked at her and said, Martha, Martha, you're so worried and anxious and overburdened with care about so many things. Now, we talked about care just a little bit this broadcast about rolling our cares upon Jesus. You know, care and anxiety, the cares and anxiety of this world, Mark chapter 4, tells us it's a tool Satan uses to steal the word from us. And so Jesus goes on and says, Mary has chosen the good part. And that will not be taken from her. Now, who's going to take it? Is Jesus going to take it? No. Who came to take the word? Satan. And he successfully took it from Martha. Now, what's interesting about this passage as you go through it, we don't know what Jesus was teaching. So when Luke and others were doing the interviews, hey, what, you know, what would happen? They said, oh, yeah, I remember that day. Martha interrupted Jesus. Man, she was hot. Man, she was livid. And then this is what Jesus responded to her, you know. And then I'm sure Luke asked, well, what was he teaching that day? It's like, you know what? I don't know. Because Martha was distracted. And distracted people distract people. So Mary got that word. But Martha lost out on that word. And maybe others did, too. So don't let the distraction brought by care, anxiety, and the enemy cause you to lose the word God has sown in your heart. Stay focused on what God has for you. Stay steady. You can be stable during unstable times. Take every care, 
every worry, every anxiety, and give it to Jesus. Oh, pastor tries to come back like five seconds later and give it back. Well, oh, tries to come back five minutes later and give it back. Well, when do I stop giving it back? When you stop being worried about that. When you stop thinking about that. It is a process and it takes time. It can also, you can also bring in other believers who are encouraging you about this. So you have this accountability. You have this friendship. They're praying for you. They're encouraging you to stand strong. We'll talk about this tonight as well. None of us are called to be an island. We need each other so that we can be stable during unstable times. I'm out of time. I love you so much. Let me pray for you real quick. Father, I pray for every single person watching live and be a replay. I pray for your healing power to minister to the bodies, but also to minister to their souls. You said as our shepherd, you restore our souls. So I pray for the restoration of their souls right now, the restoration of their minds, the restoration of their emotions, the restoration of their wills. I pray for those who have been battling anxiety. I pray for freedom to come to them, that you grant them wisdom of what they need to do so they can take the steps forward to live a life free of anxiety. Father, for those who need an answer from you, Father, I pray that you grant them wisdom. For you said, if anyone asks for wisdom, you give it liberally and upright. If not, so on their behalf, Father, ask for wisdom. That you help them lay the right foundation and build the, their lives with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. I thank you for it. I give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Remember, something good is going to happen to you today. Expect miracles. I love you so much. Join us tonight at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time as we continue this topic during our midweek experience. God bless.